I'm Logan, you're listening to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilly, a roundtable discussion podcast hosted by five dummies that believe in weird stuff. Hi guys, we're going to do something a little different this time. We're going to do listener stories, so I hope you like them. Episode's a little longer than it was last time, and we get a little crazy at the end, but I really think you'll enjoy it. So thanks! Hey everybody, Rick here again. Uh, the next story comes from um, our favorite French Canadian, uh, Jamie. So give it a listen. Jamie writes, Hi Spookies, when I was a child of about four or five, my father was driving me home from daycare. We were driving on Valdemore Road in front of what was then the Kmart. I'm old, shut up. In her sleepy little town of Athelville, there's a mountain called Sugarloaf Mountain, which is an extinct volcano. This mountain is located about a mile behind the aforementioned Kmart. On this mountain, there are two red dots with white crosses painted on the steepest side. And when I say dots, I mean big enough to see from well over two miles away. As we were driving home, I look over and say, Papa, Papa, il y a deux filles en blanc sur la montagne, which translates to Daddy, Daddy, there's two girls in white on the mountain. My father takes a quick glance and immediately looks forward again. Since I was sitting in the back, I couldn't see his reaction, but I felt tension coming from him. He simply said, C'est Beauchamp, and kept driving. His response translates to, That's nice, buddy. Fast forward several years, and I find out why there are markers on the mountain, and why my father seemed uneasy. Turns out that the two crosses are a memorial for the Ramsey sisters that perished in 1924 during an ill-fated hike up the mountain. Jamie has included a link to the full story, which you'll see in our show notes. Also, apologies to any native French speakers. I took two years of French over 20 years ago in high school, so... Alrighty, folks, so that was our story from one Mr. Jamie Rose. Hey, Jamie! Hi, Jamie. We tried not to butcher your language, and we thank you so much for the story. It was super interesting, as was the link that you provided to the full story about the origin. Which we will provide in the show notes. So, Laura, what did you think about it? I thought that was pretty interesting that he saw the two ladies, you know, when he was five years old. And I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. And like, I don't know if like my son would, you know, like I know his dad was just like, you know, don't worry about it. Like just kind of, you know, whatever, like kind of hushed him about it. But I don't know, just for him, for him to remember that just seems interesting. I don't know. Do you think it's more credible coming from a child? rather than adult, uh, credibility-wise? Like, would you believe it more from your son or your husband? <laughs> I mean, just to put it, I like, you know, a metaphor for it. Um, I would, I, I wouldn't believe my son. <laughs> okay. Rick, what do you think about the story? It, it's one of those things that I, I want, of course I want to believe, and I like the story, and I like those things that, you know, it's, it's we've had the story verified basically. But again, it's all, I hate to say it, anecdotal. This is the story of a child told 30 plus years after the fact with 
you know, 30 years of thinking about it and changing it in your mind. And that's really where I landed because I've, I've had things that I know I've twisted in my head from an early age. So being, I don't want to be a debunker. I'm just a, a healthy skeptic at all. I'll just, w- without completely dismissing it, I'll say I like, I like it. I like the fact that there's a story to go with it and basically verifying a sighting with that story. Absolutely. And I like Jamie. I mean, if I didn't like Jamie, I would be a little ruder about it. But <laughs> Who doesn't like Jamie? Like, he's Canadian. <laughs> you have to like him. It's a law or something. <laughs> so, Tanya, Tanya, yeah. what, what what do you think, honey? What do you think about Jamie's story? Uh, I had never heard it before as far as the more of it and the story that he attached. I had I never heard that story. I think that his dad was probably telling him to, you know, not worry about it or whatever because his dad knew about it and didn't want to have to explain it to a child right. that those girls died and now they're ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like he basically saw the ghosts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter, what do you think? I I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, personally, a five-year-old kid seeing that and it correlates with an actual, you know, event. Right. I'm assuming at five years old, he wasn't aware of what was going on. You know? Absolutely. And to see that, I kind of, like, I understand Rick's point. I mean, he has a lot of time to think about it over the years. But ignoring that aspect, I mean, it's pretty pretty unbelievable if you ask me that he would see the see that and it actually took place it definitely lends credence to the story it does it does and after i read the article and it made me believe it a little bit more just because it was two girls around the same age the women in white it's always women in white like i don't know i guess once you die you get a white dress that that's my guess like you die here's your white dress go haunt somebody on the other hand, because he is a child, and he's just like, hey, what's that? Like, hey, and dad is like, mm-mm, shh, we don't talk about it, and they carry on. But it, it to me, I always just kind of accept it because that's who I am. So then now I'm thinking the whole, I'm going the deep dive, like, why were they going up the mountain so late? Because I did read the story. The two girls went up the mountain later in the afternoon, sugar loaf there. Nobody knows why they went up that late. They were smart cookies. They knew not to go up there in bad weather. What happened? to him nobody really knows so that part of the mystery really got me too along with the ghost story but i do believe the ghost part of it i believe that jamie saw it being a kid who saw stuff that nobody believed it's really disheartening when you say oh my god i saw blah 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 and the adults go "Uh uh-huh you know Mm -hmm." yeah i mean when i said like i wouldn't believe logan but i mean if there was an actual truth behind it you know like Right. We know that there was the story that right. these women did actually die, you know, then yeah, I would believe him. But if it was just like, oh, look, there's two women in, you know, white dresses and there's no backstory, there's no right. proof that someone did die, then yeah, I wouldn't believe him. But right. Like if he came in from backyard right. and said, hey, mom, I just saw two ladies. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're saying things. Have some milk. Go watch TV. That's exactly what you would say. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. <laughs> hey folks, Trina here. So, are y'all out there rocking those sexy dad bods but can't find the right surfwear? Well, do I have a deal for you? Did you know? That the gentleman who wrote our wonderful theme music, Mr. Corey Allen Lewis, is also a brand ambassador for Fat Boy Surf Club. Yes, sir. 
You heard me right. Brand ambassador. So go on over to Fat Boy Surf Club. Type in Fatboy15 at the checkout and you're going to get 15% off your whole order. And not only that, then Fatboy is going to donate to Manatee Conservation for y'all. Look at that. Sexy dad bods and they care about animals. Have a good one. Hey folks, Trina here. I thought since we were doing a listener story episode that I would share one of mine with y'all. And not just any story, but the one that changed everything for me. So the year was 1985 in my hometown of Saginaw, Michigan. The house that these events happened in was not my childhood home. But this house figured in my life straight up until I left Saginaw at the age of 23. Whether I lived there or somebody I knew, I spent a lot of time within those walls and had a lot of events happen to me. Again, this time period that I'm speaking of was 85 to about 86. My friend's mom was renting the place. She lived with her boyfriend, though, so it was just us four teenage girls kind of left to our own devices. She would stop by once a week and bring groceries and check on us, make sure we were still alive. It was a different time back then. The first event that happened, we were all up in our bedroom. Now, it was a typical teenage girl room. It had posters on every inch of the wall hair bands for days all of a sudden a hurricane force wind just whipped through that room our posters were flapping and flying everybody was screaming and running for the door in my head i wasn't scared but i had to pretend i was because i didn't want to be different so i screamed and i ran out into the snowbank with everybody else but in my head i'm thinking we're being so silly that's just nothing it's just a wind now the second event i was upstairs alone reading a book and we had this big old fat collie dog who liked to sleep under the bed and while i'm reading i hear I'm like, geez, Louise, Sam, you need to go on a diet. Well, that reminded me I kind of wanted a snack, so I chucked my butt on downstairs for a taco. And wouldn't you know it, there's Sam laying on the couch. I had to ask, and of course, she had been there the whole time. I didn't say anything. I just went and got my taco and went back upstairs. It's just the way things were. Now the third event, that's the most important one. I was again in that bedroom getting ready and I hear all my friends pull in downstairs laughing and joking and I'm like oh here we go time to go out one last spray of Aquanet and I am on my way as I'm passing the bathroom I notice a new guy there he's got brown hair this blue button-down shirt the sleeves were rolled up to his elbows it was tucked into his pants which was kind of dated and so I'm thinking well you know he's still kind of cute though so I'm like hey how are ya And he turns and he gives me this really weird look. Like, why are you even talking to me? And he gives me this half smile and kind of a wave. And then he turns back to the mirror and he starts smoothing his hair. And I'm like, all right, whatever. My house, douchebag. And I go on downstairs and, hey, y'all, who's the new guy? He's not very nice. And 
everybody's like, what new guy, Trina? There's nobody here but us. And I'm like, no, really, stop joking. It's the guy upstairs. I, I just talked to him. It took them a very long time to convince me that they were not playing a trick on me. I'll tell you, that guy was as real as you or me. I could have counted his freckles. So from that moment forward, things changed for me. I believed in myself. I believed in what I saw, what I heard. Nobody could tell me that that did not happen. That that guy, that ghost, that entity did not give me the big brush off in that hallway. Hmm, isn't that my luck? Can't even get a ghost date. You know what else it changed, though? I now question every encounter I've ever had. Every encounter I will have. How do I know you're real? How do you know I'm real? As my friends and as my colleagues, what do y'all think? Rick? I believe that you believe it. Like, without a doubt. That's yeah. I trust you when you say things have happened to you. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. But again, anecdotal. <laughs> That's, I hate to keep hammering on that, but without something repeatable and verifiable and measurable. It's just, it all comes down to experience. And that's, that's unfortunate. It really does. Like, I, I desperately want to believe. I'm, I am that molder, uh, except not quite as handsome with far less hair. Obviously. So, yeah. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to be nice, and we're just like, whatever. Right, right, right. We're yeah. all like, yeah, yeah. Savage. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is savage. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that's that's really where I land. I believe you believe, and I want to believe. That's valid, and I've said that yeah. before. I wouldn't believe me. It's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it is. It's a hard pill to swallow when it's happening to you. I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. So Trina, did you, did you do any research on there was any deaths in that building or anything like that? That house was the site of a young man's death. In the late 70s. Oh, and you saw it, dude. Yeah. yeah. And funny enough, this I had been in this house since I can remember. It started with best friends of my dad's owning it. So we were always there. Dude and Dana. His name was Dude. It was the 70s. They had a yellow <laughs> banana chair. I remember that. I saw a lot of stuff in that house. And it was split into a duplex. And my dad rented the other side for a long time. And I used to have to go over and feed his cat and his awful birds. I hated it. I was tormented by that house. I say that as a child, it was more poltergeist type activity. The guy I saw, he was real to me. I thought it was a person. I thought he came with my friends. That's how real he was. It was nothing for random boys to come in the house. We were four teenage girls living alone. It was the 80s. Hello. Right. You know, and he was a douchebag. Like, he gave me this smile, like, why are you talking to me? That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. I wonder if he didn't realize why you were in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in hindsight, as an adult, I think, you know, he was probably like, who the fuck is this crazy chick? Why is her hair so high? What's, you know, I mean, like. <laughs> why is she, sh- she's so pretty. Hey, that's Aww. Just like I saw him just yesterday, I could count his freckles. I could count, like, I thought it was, I could count the number of buttons on his shirt. It was unbuttoned down to the third button. He had You should do some research. The 80s. So real. You, know, you should well, do some research and see if you can find a picture of, of him. I, you know, I, 
I started to, and then I thought, you know what, to me, it almost seems like self-doubt. And that was the encounter that made it so I wasn't crazy. So I don't know that I want to dig that hmm. because I'm 52 years old. And if I have to admit I'm crazy now, man, I don't know. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Walter, what, what did you think of my Mac and story? Uh, well, besides having me, uh, you know, have a hankering for tacos, we had that conversation earlier. Um, <laughs> I didn't automatically think it was a ghost. It kind of, like, uh, reminded me of that uh, story that was told on Jim Harold's campfire with the young boy who was playing video games and heard a noise, and he went to the kitchen, and there was a hooded figure, like, bent over the counter, making a sandwich, of all things. Years later, um, as a teenager... He heard a noise turn around, and it was his younger self staring at him. And he, you know, and he, about, like a tiny yeah, so that's creepy. <laughs> he saw himself from the future and saw himself from the past in that, in that instance. And I kind of took it as maybe you mm. were seeing somebody from another time. For however reason, time got kind of distorted, and you were actually seeing somebody from either the past or maybe from the future. I mean, who knows? Oh, he was definitely dressed 70s. And that was something I remember even thinking was, oh, like, He's definitely wearing his older brother's clothes. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't so dated that I still wasn't gonna hit on him, but it was dated enough that I noticed right. it. Especially the tucking right. in of the shirt. Nobody tucked their shirt in. At that time, even the dudes wore the big button-down shirts and wore the big belts around them and the eyeliner, and the, or at least our friends did because we were cool <laughs> like that. <laughs> it, you know, spandex. Like, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Right. And it took my friends forever to convince me that they weren't pulling a practical joke on me. I'll tell you that. That's how real it was. And then I drank a lot of whiskey, and, you know, we had a great night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I totally believe you Thank that, you, you know, again, like you did see something for me, I would probably try and do the research and try and find that person right? and see if I can find it in like a newspaper and be like, oh my God, this is the, you know, this is yeah. a picture of him and that's who I saw. But There's that would, that would just be out there. There's gotta be. And there was too much activity in that house for it not to be. I mean, if it wasn't for, and then that kind of makes the time slip thing a little more. I could say poltergeist activity because of having four teenage girls in the house. That's a yeah. lot of freaking effort. Right. But a poltergeist wouldn't be a solid figure like that. He wouldn't have waved right. and smiled at him. It could be because of the posters and stuff. That is definitely like, like a, a lot poltergeist. Of the, even the other stuff I experienced when I was younger before that. And like, there's a, quite a few things that happened in that house or on the other side of it in the other apartment. And that's another way. There's no way for the somebody from the other apartment to cross over into our side. No absolute right. way. You know, they couldn't have jumped. It was a second story window so there you know that that that's those things there i did actually check all of that out that night like oh my god there had to have been a person there now you know the, the rest of it could be attributed to four teenage girls angst and but the encounter itself no that's not poltergeist or at least classical poltergeist stuff tanya what did you think oh I, yeah I, I believe her i uh that guy would have been really freaky to me uh, he was hot. He was um, hot, though. He, was he hot. can't be freaky if he's hot. He was hot. That's true. I still wonder why he was in my house. Well, I guess, like you said, there was those girls. Yeah, I think it, the stuff about the, the posters and stuff, that was definitely sort of poltergeisty. And I was thinking when you are talking about the posters, because you and I are around the same age, our walls were completely solid. Oh, solid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Toothpaste. They weren't moving. <laughs> 
guy himself, um, I'm kind of with Walter, maybe, that it might have been a time slip, that he might have been from a different time. I don't know. I mean, you were there, so you know more about it, but it kind of could be both, like it could have been a ghost. Um, I would want to find out just because of that, like Laura said, just to find out what exactly it was, because either way, it's amazing. Yeah. I really, really like the idea of time slips. Like, that's something that seems fascinating. And the story that, that Walter mentioned was, you know, that's something Jim Harold brings up pretty regularly, just to, to introduce that as an, uh, an option when people are seeing ghosts. So I, it just, it's absolutely fascinating and intriguing. But why does that happen? I mean, what, what would make that happen? Space time is wonky. Timey wimey. <laughs> oh no, y'all just sent my brain down a whole damn rabbit hole though. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez Louise. If he had a blue box in the backyard, you should have <laughs> Hello, spooks, creeps, and assorted devilry people. My name is Luke Greensmith and I have a folklore show to share with you. Called Luke Law, we're creeping towards our fiftieth show and only usually run fifteen to twenty minutes each episode. They are quick deep dives into folklore topics that catch my interest, with some mini-series that can run over multiple shows. 2022 has a mission statement to explore the pagan wheel of the year, as we hit important dates around it, but it's very easy to just pull the list of episodes and jump in anywhere you spot a topic that takes your fancy. Loop Lore is available on most podcast platforms and has a dedicated website in the works for launch later this year. If you like weird history and strange stories from all over different time periods and places around the world, then I've got a lot to share with you. Hopefully I'll catch you around, either interacting with the Spooks, Creeps and Assorted Delvery podcast, or over on my Luke Law show itself. Stay spooky everyone, normal is overrated. Hey, it's Tanya. Let's start by saying I am not a medical professional, and not suggesting that anyone should stop taking their medication. Lord knows I would be in a mess if I didn't have some of mine. With that, let me begin. Did you ever wonder why people dismiss the elderly, and what they say or what they see? Like if a 30-year-old sees someone outside their window, you believe them. An elderly person, not so much. You blame it on dementia or just them being old. Now what if you were old and you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you did see something? Saw a person outside your window or a white cat sprint across the room to your bathroom? But all people wanted to do was give you meds so you wouldn't see it anymore. There's even a commercial where an elderly man sees things. Oh, dad must have dementia, the pretty blonde girl says. So they give him drugs, and he's happy because he doesn't see things. But imagine that you wanted to see them, or that it didn't bother you that you saw them. You just wanted someone to believe you, and no one would. What a nightmare, don't you think? All of this to preface the short story about my dad and what he saw, and heard, and experienced. In the need to shorten this story to a manageable read, I will just say that he ended up in a nice rest home because of a broken shoulder and the fear to walk and break something else. It was a nice place. I mean, as rest homes go, of course. And my sister and I would visit him every day. It's sad the amount of people you see just sitting in their rooms alone every day. Some watching TV, no family or friends. But that, sadly, is another story. We would t- He would tell us that he was tired from walking around town all night, that he would visit the people that to tell them that he was sorry if he had wronged them. He would ask me if I thought they forgave him, and I told him I was sure that they did. But he kept on saying that he was traveling around town at night, and he was going to have to get a job to buy some pants, because it wasn't proper to walk around town in your underwear. The staff kept taking his pants truthfully, because he couldn't get up to walk around anyway, and it was easier for them. He would tell us that a nice lady would stop by his window sometimes and talk to him. He said she was an older lady dressed like a housekeeper. He said she was sweet and he really liked talking to her because it does get lonely there and it's nice to have somebody to talk to. But he was on the second floor. No balcony. 
no walkway, just windows and a two-story drop to the parking lot. Yet he enjoyed nightly conversations with this lady. He also said that there was a man that would sometimes stand in the corner of his room and stare at him, and he did not like it. He said the man had a silly grin on his face and would not talk to my dad when he tried to make conversation. He insisted that we tell the nurse, and of course, they were used to dismissing stuff like that, I'm sure. I asked him if they had done something about it, and he said no. And then one day, my sister and I happened to be there at the same time. A lot of times we weren't. I work an office job. She worked in retail at the time. So usually it was separate, but we were together this time. And he was telling us that there was a nurse that reminded him of my mom. She had passed away several years prior. We were standing between the door and his bed and talking when he looked around us and started talking to someone. He said, hey, you finally get to meet my daughters. He looked at us and said, that is the nurse I was talking about. We both froze because neither one of us heard anyone come in. I turned around slowly and cautiously to look behind my sister. There isn't anyone in here, is there? She whispered so my dad couldn't hear. And I quietly said, nope. My sister told my dad there wasn't anyone there. And he just looked at us for a moment and shrugged. As the days went on, he was there from August till November when he passed. He would tell us that his mama came to visit him and she was long dead. He also said my mama came and told him that it was okay and not to be afraid. He said she stayed and talked to him for a while sometimes which I thought was great because he was very upset when she passed because he felt like he wronged her by not telling her every day that he loved her. And that was something that haunted him. So for her to come and talk to him and stay and tell him it was okay and not to be afraid, that was amazing to me. And I know he needed that. One night when I was sitting there with him in the chair talking to him and playing on my phone, he got excited and said, did you see that? That white cat? I looked around and there wasn't a cat that I could see. And of course, like I said, second floor of a rest home, probably no kitty. But he said the kitty would come in and just look at him and meow. And he said sometimes it would reach up to the light switch, and, but he never could reach it. He he always reached up and he was his little paws were too short to reach it. But he would always meow and hang out with my dad and then he would leave. He also said that there was a donkey that would come out of the bathroom and he would look at him and go back in the bathroom. And that was it. I mean, he the only thing he would say is that he didn't know how a donkey would fit in that bathroom. Otherwise, it didn't seem to bother him. Uh, he liked the animals. He loved animals. The only person he didn't like was the man in the corner with a stupid grin. I was always getting him to talk about these things. It was interesting, and I thought he needed to. But my sister thought he was seeing things, or was just out of his head and didn't want me to encourage him. And she did that out of love as well. I think he did see all of it, though. The man in the corner, the lady outside, the animals. White cats are believed to represent purity and positivity in many regions. And donkeys are regarded as an allegory of human suffering and hopes for salvation. The shadow man in the corner with the weird grin, people associate them with demons sometimes. But then they also might be people having out-of-body experiences and we just catch them. Do I know if any of this actually happened? I know that he believed what he saw. And I feel like when people are close to death, spirits come to them to help them cross over. That explains my mom and his mom showing up to tell him that it was okay and not to be afraid. The other stuff, maybe he needed that also. Who knows for sure. At the end, they had him so dosed up on morphine, I'm sure he didn't see anything. He died in his sleep. And hopefully mama came to show him the way home. Let's just hope that when we're old and we get visiting spirits, that someone believes us. Because I, for one, need all the spiritual help I can get. I love you guys. Okay, so we've just listened to Tanya's story about her dad. It was really touching. Mm -hmm. It really got to me. I, I actually teared up at certain points of it. There was parts of it that were very, I took very personally. It, it was a very beautiful story, and I thank you for sharing that with us so much, Tanya. You're welcome.
Walter. I like you said, it was very uh, heartfelt, and I mean, you hear too many of these stories where people see loved ones as they're close to passing over to be, in my opinion, a coincidence. You know, I mean, so yeah. um, again, most of the time it, it, it's see like the same things. Sometimes it's more, I guess, scary. I mean, and this didn't seem to be the, be the case, you know? It's not like he was surrounded by loved ones and stuff, other than the uh, grinning man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me too, I mean, if there's, like, somebody who's, like, lingering around, I mean, who's to say that they don't feel that emotional pull as someone's passing over to where they might just be a creep and just hang out in there too. You know what I'm saying? He could just be lingering around. The, he could have passed on years yeah. ago and just didn't move on. And so his his whole gig is just to just be a creep and, and hang out and stuff. That's how I... <laughs> hang out and... Yeah, I mean that's how I tell scare people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that was creepy. That was the creepiest thing. Nothing else was creepy to me, other than you know him saying there was a girl behind us. That was kind of (laughs) creepy. When she there was not a girl. I mean, again, too, he's he's close to passing over. You know, the veil's really thin. So I mean, he could also be seeing other spirits that haven't moved on too, like like the girl. Yeah, I mean, it was a very touching story. It was. Can you describe that grinning man again? Like, was it typical? He just said that he was he was tall and dark, and he would only be there at night, and he was standing in the corner. There was a closet. Um, I don't know why they ever have closets in rest homes, because nobody really wears clothes there. But, I mean, you know, they have gowns and stuff. But um, there was a closet and a window, and um, he said he was, was standing there, and he said he was really tall. And he said he really couldn't see his face, but this big, stupid grin. And Daddy would try to talk to him, and he wouldn't say anything. He just does so, it. Yeah. So, and, and that could have been a shadow. I've seen shadows, you know, before. But I don't think it was, because it just, it bugged him so much. And he said he could see that grin, and, and that he got, it was like he was staring at him. So, I'm not sure. So, like, he was completely all in black, though, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's creepy. And, I mean, rest homes could be haunted, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, everything that is, is people are going there to just to really wait to die. I did research the Grinning Man thing, because as far as, like, the long-eared donkey-type creatures, um, there are similar stories of people that are either have brain trauma or in nursing homes or on the verge of passing. And they see similar creatures, and they're usually described as rabbits or rat-type creatures, but the one thing that is consistent is the long ears. So that makes me wonder with the donkey. That's yeah, weird. <laughs> um, I actually looked into yeah. it because my aunt, as you know, saw a lot of the same things. And um, weirdly enough, yeah. Kryptonaut group member Friday Valentine, before she died, one of our very last conversations was about some of the things she was seeing in her nursing home halls that night. And oh, I didn't realize that she had been yeah for the last eight months to a year of her life she was there for the melanoma oh wow rehab. oh okay and when i mentioned the things my aunt was saying was saying she reached out to me about it and she was seeing some of the things, same things and another thing that was consistent was how they just peek around the corners as we know valentine was closer to the veil than we all thought than then she thought so that makes it even more right to the forefront of my brain, I guess. You know, what she was seeing is pretty consistent with other people that are close to passing or have brain trauma. Right. And the stories are so similar that you have to wonder. And I mean, the common theory is psychopomps. These are the people that are here to help escort you over. But like, people are seeing yeah. them that don't die. So are they just waiting? I don't know. The grinning man thing, again, yeah. anything I found led back to a creepy pasta, And we know creepypastas mm-hmm. aren't real. 
So, but I did right. look it up. My dad wouldn't have known about any of that. The closest thing I found that wasn't a creepy pasta was the injured right. cold thing and how he had the bacon. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a cl- yeah, I was say, he's the most famous grinning man, you know? But I, again, I just take it as, as some sort of just creepy spirit that just hasn't moved on and he just gets his kicks out of visiting. I was just going to say that that one thing that lends to the credibility of my dad. He likes science fiction stuff, but uh, he didn't like know any of this scripted stuff. He didn't know anything like that. So he wouldn't have known to say, oh, that's a grinning man, or that's whatever that is. He would just say what he saw. I'm waiting for Rick to... <laughs> oh, man. I'm, say, oh. I'm, the, I'm Captain Buzzkill. He was a lot less brutal on me than I thought he was going to be. I'll say I'm that. Not, it's because you're, you're practically in the room with me. I'll talk shit about you behind your back, but not, not to your wow. face. Wow. I mean, color me shocked, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, you know, it, it's one thing if you're just reading the story from someone they have zero connection to. And, and then, you know, you, you and Tanya right. share things and Laura has nothing and Walt has some stuff. You know, I believe you guys. <laughs> I believe that you believe. And it, I can't dismiss you completely. That That's that's really what right. I was down to. But, okay, here comes Captain Buzzkill. Yes, um, I was waiting for this. <laughs> So we and my, my cat is here joining me. She heard. She I mean, heard Captain Buzzkill yes, is a sidekick. So. Scratch him if he does. <laughs> Kitty Buzzkill. <laughs> this is Quack Quacks McGee. Kitty um, Joy. But yeah, um, so we we had the kid's grandfather with us last year toward you know before Christmas. He was basically we were his hospice, and he was with us. I think he. he you were very strong to do that. Oh, by the way. Yeah, it's mostly mostly Amy's. Thing she's she's amazing, right? Um, so toward the end, we would be with him, and he'd be out either in the living room or he'd be actually laying in his bed where I'm sitting. With. He would yeah. be seeing things. Well, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, that's a nice coincidence. Yeah. Hi, Eddie. How you doing, um, Eddie? Thanks for visiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for I real. Was like, Listen to the women. Hey, Since no, his mic is like crackling. <laughs> Yeah, since he's yeah. obviously here with us, uh, I'll say Eddie was the sweetest man. Would give you the shirt off his back. Like that's you don't. I mean, people say that, but they don't necessarily mean it. Right. The entire time I knew Eddie for the last decade, you know, anything you need to get it. You know, what can I do for you? And then toward you know the last couple of years of his life, we returned the favor. He would reach out to Amy and we would do stuff for him. But it, you know that having known Eddie his entire life, Amy was very much aware of what he had done in his life and what he'd seen and where he hung out. And she was identifying things he was seeing by situations that she knew he had been in in the past. He would be having a conversation, look over us and say something that, that indicated he'd be, he was sitting in a bar at that point. We were in the living room yeah. watching TV with him and he's obviously hanging out in his bar outside Rochester, New York. <laughs> and he would say, yeah, he's, he's, he's the bar. He's uh, at so-and-so's house or he's talking about X, Y, or Z. And, you know, you, right. you want to think, you know, maybe Eddie's seen something because he is so close. I, again, I, I, I want to believe. I wish I could believe. I don't want to be negative. I'm, I'm hopeful about this stuff. I just have to be rational about it. But, you know, right. we've, Amy's dad passed um, a year before Eddie did when she was with him basically as a hospice nurse as well. He was doing the same thing. He was seeing moments from his past, and Amy knew that. Yeah, it, yeah. it's that's really what I would lean towards. It's just, it's just like dreams. Your brain is firing 
on all cylinders and you're replaying past events and you're in some, you know, some cases you're flying or you are naked at school. Like it's or walking around town in your underwear, which is one of right, the things right, he right. said. Which I, I do every Saturday afternoon. Oh, uh, good for you. Do not yeah. go into that town, people. Uh, no, don't, don't. don't. It's like a parade. Wherever. They've got a cordon off. Pleasant Hill or something. <laughs> yeah, they've got orange cones they put out, so it's 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 like a parade. Just so yeah, you can exactly. walk around naked. Um, How's yeah, this the first we're hearing about this? <laughs> it hasn't made it to the local news station. When you come down, uh, we'll go over there on Saturday afternoon. People <laughs> can't see you. They, they will have kicked me out of town by then. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's that's what I've got. Like I, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, I mean, you want to believe, you know, and it's such a heartfelt story. It just, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings, especially since we know you and how how much you loved your dad. You know. Yeah, there was like I said, it was it was it was a good one. It was good, and I guess whether we believe him or not, he believed it. So then he definitely. So then you know you definitely have to at least. While you're with him, treat it as valid. So maybe right. it makes it real in some kind of way. I definitely did. Um, my sister didn't like to because she she kind of felt the way that Rick does, that Daddy was just seeing stuff. And, you know, it's the part of getting old. His brain was kind of, but, and she didn't want me to. I don't know. We're just like crackling. <laughs> it's Rick. Rick's what? great. Rick are, you, Rick, are you radioactive? He's mad at you, you dude. We need to know this stuff before I am, we record. I am wearing a Montauk Monster shirt. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's Eddie. Is, I yeah. hear like that well, ticking noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's me or not. Well, we did, we did have a baby monitor that we had in our bedroom and would listen in the night after Eddie uh-huh. passed. Like, I'd joke, like, oh my God, do we want to turn it on and see if we hear anything? <laughs> like, no. No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's my problem. We wouldn't even turn it back. We threw it away. I was too yeah, scared that's, to that's throw it away. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not going to play with a Ouija board. I'm not going to do that. So you believed it that much, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know. He's There's like, no, don't, don't knock somebody <laughs> for being cautious. Right? Yeah. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Always cover your bets, children. You believed right. enough that you did not want exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we had some really great stories this episode. And I know for a fact we have more for future episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Decided to close this out by taking a few listener questions and I put them on my wheel of death here. I picked out four from a post that Miss Laura had put on our Facebook page. Go check us out if you haven't yet. It's also on Instagram. Yep. And so and I TikTok. Took- and TikTok. And Twitter. And Twitter. We are on all the socials. We're everywhere. Yep. Uh, Truth Social and Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> not, not those. We are not on those. <laughs> Nor will we. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> on my wheel, whoops, where my wheel of death go? I took a question from one Mr. Mark Madewell. Do you believe in ultra terrestrials? I took another one from one Mr. Rick Gautieri. What is your personal litmus test for credibility in any encounter? A Mr. Jake Fixler asks us, do you believe in sky amoebas? Amoebas. Amoebas. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And Cole Harold, one of my personal favorite people, actually, he is an amazing researcher 
And I'll tell you what, y'all want to know anything about any water or sea serpent ever? He's the dude to ask. Mm. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, we were having a Anywho. talk about that. Me and him and Rick on Trina's post, we were having right. a talk about that. So, Paul <laughs> would like to know if we believe in little people or fairies and what our take is on that. And just for fun, I added another question to the wheel. When you get dressed, do you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Or do you go sock, shoe, sock, shoe? So now we're going to spin the wheel. I hope it's that one because I'm not prepared for the other one. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not prepared for that one, funny enough. I'm prepared for everything. <laughs> Brag much. Ultra terrestrials. Oh, okay. Do you believe aliens come from another dimension? Walter, you look like you want to say something, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, aliens can come from outer space and they're going to definitely come from another dimension. I'm not going to rule anything out. They can come That's from right. anywhere they want. I mean, that, Mothman is definitely a uh, ultra-terrestrial, so I mean, you know. <laughs> Why do you say that? He comes and goes when he pleases. You believe he's an interdimensional creature? Yeah. I think a lot of the weird ones are ultra-dimensional, or uh, ultra-terrestrials. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about ultra-terrestrials, because again, time fuckery, time slips, all that, as much as it kind of deep-dived my brain earlier, it also makes me mad and angry. <laughs> I would rather believe that cryptids are real, tangible things that can't just sidestep into another dimension going, ha ha ha, now you see me now. Three eels in a trench coat. <laughs> and I don't like the other classic definition of ultra-terrestrials, the one that are feeding on our emotions, or feeding on our pain, or, you know what, that's an attack. Like the uh, psychic vampire type uh, entities. Right, right. I don't want yeah. none of that. None of that noise. So, Miss Laura, it, it, what do you think, honey? Um, I don't believe in that. Not at all? Like, I don't, no. Yeah, absolutely no bueno, huh? I get What part? <laughs> you don't believe it, they came, they come from No, I don't believe in that, so. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't know, I just never, I've never believed it. I just believe mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but yeah, I just don't think it's real. Yeah, I'm with you actually in that, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. Rick? <laughs> you want to have to ask? <laughs> okay, let's. There are two answers to this. Assuming okay. that everything we've heard from Mothman or Skinwalker Ranch, assuming those encounters and everything described is accurate, then yes. The only thing that could explain that type of experience would be something that exists outside of our time and space and moves interdimensionally. It, you know, it, it's that that's the only the only way I can say this. But do I believe? No. Do I want to believe? No, because it's late. <laughs> it's. It, no, it's not. It's not okay. It can be scary, but it's lazy. I, I, you know, where, why haven't we found Bigfoot? Oh, he's an ultra terrestrial. Where are the aliens coming from? Oh, oh, they're ultra terrestrials. What, okay. what is? What are ghosts? Oh, they're ultra terrestrials. It's just this blanket, it, like in medicine, a cure all cures nothing. You know, the supernatural, the Fortiana, something that encompasses everything is nothing. That's it's just an easy out. And as much okay. as yeah, as much as I love the Mothman and I love the Skinwalker Ranch story and I love all the things that are just batshit crazy that you have no explanation other than it's coming from outside our dimension. Like that's the only thing 
they can point to. And I love those stories. I don't believe them, but I love them. Right. That's fair. Is mm-hmm. it my turn? <laughs> if Walter's with me, babe. We're 100% believe in Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, I understand the whole Bigfoot's an ultra threatless. No, I, that part is lazy and all that. But I do believe in Skinwalker Ranch. I do believe in, well, and the Mothman stuff. Cause, okay, if you believe they're real, then like, where do they go? <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but then, but if they don't exist, then why? Why? Maybe they have natural camouflage, like Klingon cloaking Maybe. devices. But I'll just me and Walter are going to take our <laughs> You just for ultra terrestrials to work, you you have to assume so many things. I just can't. And that's you can't. You can't just. It, it's the it. yeah. You're crazy, and we know it. And it's <laughs> you're like you're like <laughs> the like, you're no. watching. <laughs> you're too, like, far. You're, you're, too far, man. Too far. It's like watching ancient aliens. <laughs> and you hear the the narrator say, "Ancient alien theorists believe," and we just replace it with Trina Close <laughs> believes, and the cat just scared Tanya so bad I this know, stays in. So she saw an ultra terrestrial. Oh my god, I'm so startled. It was an ultra terrestrial. I don't believe cat. Don't worry. Andre, book cat. Book thing fell over. (laughs) (laughs) Be happy. I didn't scream into this microphone. I am in a basement where the walls painted black and something just fell. Skinwalker Ranch, for sure. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I that story. Skinwalker Ranch. There's too much. How those cows get into that little thing? I don't think somebody skipped That's like a out whole of another topic. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think somebody skipped out of another dimension to steal a cow butt. <laughs> you know? like, <laughs> Here's the thing. There's zero evidence. Well, what about all those people that were there? The- it's all anecdotal. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard, but we are all together and a big ghost just picks you up and slams you on the ground. That's how I die. That's how I die. (laughs) He'll die. (laughs) And we'll go, we told you He'll die knowing the truth. (laughs) Uncle Eddie's standing there going, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. We like the Hulk did to Loki in that one movie. The, um... What are they, are they like the enforcers? What do they call them? I don't know. Do they? Do they just? Are they just? Are they just smack 'em ups? Look, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got it. I got it. They're the minions. This is the minions. <laughs> Why does this always stop? Rick, you need to tell everyone about your thoughts on the minions. Okay, minions. This is going to offend maybe three total people. If no, I know that th- there's a certain there's a certain age. Older white lady. Well, <laughs> so I can tell someone's age, or I can profile both ways. It goes both ways. Um, I can tell a woman's age, ask her if she likes the minions. If she says yes, she is middle aged. <laughs> Straight up, it's mostly middle aged white women. I have not. Now I told you that my friend was a thirty year old black lady, and we sang every song to that movie. It was her and I, and we sang them out loud. This last Halloween, two of my black coworkers were minions. Can't speak to that. 
I'll take a poll as soon as I have the, the, the option. I'll use myself as an example because I don't like that I'm way past middle age, so I don't count. <laughs> See, I am too. I'm way past middle age. I'm sliding right into prone baby. <laughs> The winter of your existence. Hey, I'm happy with it, man. Yes. You get me. I'd like. Oh, actually, I would like to say the fall of my existence. Oh, I'm in the winter. <laughs> the late fall, which is somehow in December, which doesn't feel right. That should really be winter, but instead, it's late fall. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I, I, even though it didn't come up on the wheel, I need to know: sock shoe, sock shoe, or sock sock shoe shoe. Walter, <laughs> I do. Uh, I do sock, 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 sock. sock. Tanya, I hardly ever wear socks. Oh, gross! <laughs> Even in the winter, but if I do, <laughs> my feet do not stink. No, but your shoes do. I wash my tennis oh, shoes. Oh, it's worse because they were because they were white also. New Balance, and now they're like a dingy gray New Balance. They have minions on them. No, they're they're actually black with a on they have little kitties to rob uh, sketchers. They give money to shelters. <laughs> anyway, when I wear socks, I think I do socks. Oh socks. my god! Okay. Socks, socks. Yeah, I do. Socks, socks. Yeah. Socks, socks. Shoes are the last thing to, to go on. Like as I'm almost going out the door. Okay. Rick, you guys are crazy. It's sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Because if you put a sock on and then you put your foot on your fucking floor, then you're picking up everything off your floor and it's going in your shoe. I they clean your floor. You have 17 dogs, Tanya. Don't tell me to vacuum my floor. <laughs> I don't have 17 dogs. You have 15. 15 I have, thir- no. 13. I have five dogs. Six cats. cats. And I did have eight birds, but one of them passed, so now oh, I have seven all right. birds. Don't bring us down now. I'm sorry. Don't even mention that you had okay. one. Just don't bring it up. Okay, I have seven birds. <laughs> but it's, it's bothering me because... <laughs> because it's not an even number now, so I have to No, go. just kill another one. <laughs> That's... <laughs> what? It's too many birds. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm just speechless. We're so far off. (laughs) This is what I'm getting in and under an hour. (laughs) This is what the people pay for. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I have a Patreon set up. <laughs> we just hadn't gotten You're the only patron. <laughs> I am. I am a patron. I pay a dollar. <laughs> it's some sort of money laundering. <laughs> You're a money launderer. You're just paying yourself through Patreon. It's brilliant. Are you related to Bernie Madoff? Oh my god. No! No, I'm not. No. I couldn't shyster old people. That would be horrible. No, that's, that's why you're atoning for that. your sins now. All the horrible things you've done to old people. Taking advantage of them. That's it. Yep, that's it. Yeah. And on that note... <laughs> yep, I would like to wrap it up. Do we? Yeah, well, I mean, unless there's another question anybody has for the group that's, like, weighing on their minds. Because <laughs> no. I'm good now that you answered. No. Sock shoes, sock shoes. 
Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. Boxer, Boxer briefs. briefs. The most support, and if you got fat thighs, it keeps them from rubbing together. You're, you don't have fat thighs. Come on. They touch. There's no gap. <laughs> so? That feature would be too skinny. <laughs> Nobody wants a skinny guy. Nah. We like dad bods. Most of us do, anyways. Oh, yeah. Walt, well, you gotta gain some weight, buddy. <laughs> I just dropped 30 pounds. So I mean, you know, I came in at the wrong what time. What are you doing? Yeah. Good. I gained your 30 pounds. That's what happened. <laughs> thought it was the, the warlock COVID. Instead, it was Walt the whole time. <laughs> All right. Do we want to count down our goodbye, folks? Mm. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. We should yeah. no. We should just we should talk yeah, into yeah. it because last time it was an awkward cut. Yeah, there was. Yeah, everybody saying goodbye. Let's just leave all of this in. This is great. This is yeah, this, this is, is big really big chaotic so. energy. And again, <laughs> let's thank our friends and family yes. for all the support. Yes. Thank you. They've been awesome. So much yeah, support, and and for your patience. Oh my goodness, because you know what? And we don't have our shit together at all, guys. <laughs> Not at all. There's too many of us, and, you know, but this week we've been sick. Except for me. Having mental breakdowns. I was completely healthy. Walt, Walt's the only one. Walt. I'm the pod's iron man. Bragging. <laughs> there you go. You, you punched Kevin Costner just like Cal Ripken did? Is that what you're saying? I needed donuts today, and you know I had to go buy my own. Rick's never bought me donuts. Rick's never bought me donuts, so I think you just need to stop rubbing it in, lady, okay? Like, the donut card is old. Just saying. <laughs> Should I just door dash donuts to everybody? If you could. could. There's a place that says, do you want to give okay. a gift? I don't know that there's a thing on door dash. Oh, there is. I could just tell you. Well, I ate it today. Free. They had gluten-free. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they had an autoimmune reaction and, like, well, be complaining. Not, and then there were four. Not just that, but I've ground glass and put it in all of the donuts, too. You're such a sweetheart. I love how you think about us. <laughs> Why are you being such an And then it became the Rick Show. <laughs> just me. Just me talking to myself. Like Jeff like Jeff Which Goldblum is nothing in Jurassic Park. You couldn't think of any other way to get rid of us if it's a donut. Oh my god, we're like flowers in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Only I don't have a brother, thank God. I was gonna say, why are you talking yeah, about an incest story from DC? Because I was thinking donuts. Uh, uh, that di- donuts gets you to incest. Crimson Peak has that too. Same donuts thing. and cyanide. Goodbye. <laughs> no, we're talking about this, Laura. This is a, this is a big deal. Where's Her, the she is donuts a, that you poisoned? Okay, and that's how the mom You've... tried to kill the kids and flowers in the attic. Uh huh. The hole in the uh-huh. donut. Okay, whatever. Donuts to incest. You've got a flow chart. You've got a flow chart on your wall that says donuts, arrow, incest. <laughs> and then there's a question mark? There's less what? than six degrees of separation. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Alabama's in the... Uh, goodbye, our lovely hello. friends. Thank you, everybody. Should we say goodbye? Yes. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Five Dummies Talk About Weird Stuff on Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devil. Don't forget to slam that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs>
We'll see you next time, creeps.